All right, it's Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here, Patrick Royce with me as always. Just another weekend where everybody won, Patrick. Um, everybody yeah. in Minnesota, they couldn't stop, couldn't stop winning. Some of them uh, a little bit more um, unusual than others. We'll get to uh, we'll get to the more uh, the more basic wins in a little bit. Maybe we'll talk a little Twins free agent off season as well. Um, but pretty obvious, Patrick. That we're going to start with the Vikings. Um, even though I did a, a bonus episode Saturday, we, we've got plenty to, plenty of ground still to cover. When you come back from thirty three to nothing <laughs> against a bad team in your one thousandth game with a chance to clinch the division, there's, it leaves a lot of questions unanswered, such as <laughs> how did you get down thirty three nothing in the first place? Um, how, how do you how do you kind of sort this one out? Because I you know the aftermath is this, you know this grand joy of the comeback but it still does it's, it's such a weird it's such a weird game because it was it was such a it was such a disaster for 30 minutes and then that kind of gets wiped away by by everything else oh yeah it gets wiped away there's no uh no doubt about it it's uh i really would like to get my arms around it but i have no idea uh and right. You know, I just feel myself fortunate because because everybody who's covering the game and we got six people covering it and then we have everybody else. I don't tweet that much during the game about Vikings, which is I'm glad because there's so many guys who would like to go back and take away all <laughs> the virulent rips of the Vikings that took yes. place. And these guys are frauds. They've been frauds all year. Blah, blah, blah. The stuff, stuff you know, the, the incredible rancorous stuff about it that you were, everybody was tweeting in the first half. And I, when my observation, no kidding, was this if they get a couple of touchdowns, this is going to be the greatest comeback ever because this Colts team's going to fold like a paper machine, something yes. like they have all year. And uh, man, alive! It, it would have been a it would have been a tragedy if they came back like that and ended up losing on a field goal and uh, in overtime or something because they didn't move the ball the first time out of overtime. Yes. But it's it's. I'll say one thing: they're. Uh, you don't want to you want to bury these guys because they are great in the fourth quarter. There's, I mean, it's a cliche. It's everything. It's obvious, but it's incredible what they've done uh, when they're, you know, when it looks like they're beat. It's it's just amazing what they've done this year. They're eleven and three, and they've outscored their opponents three hundred fifty one to three hundred forty nine. It's amazing. It's, I mean, it's just, a two it, point edge. It points. defies all reason. Like eleven <laughs> yes, and three does. with that margin, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it is. But now, uh, okay, the Giants uh, had a tough game last night, and they're going to be in here, and it'll be another one score game but they're probably figure out a way to win it at home right and then uh then they uh, it's it's it is uh amazing and kirk couldn't have been worse the first oh, half right terrible. he ends up with 460 yards he passed for over 400 yards in the second half and overtime it was like i, th I think he had 42 yards at halftime I wasn't there, but I guess they booed the hell out of them when they left the field, right? I would think so. I mean, they were down thirty-three nothing. Like everybody's expecting, 
everybody's just expecting a coronation. Like not like the Colts are the worst team in the league, but like it's a team you should beat at home. And when, you know, they probably would have gotten booed if it was, you know, 17 to 10. It was 33 to nothing. <laughs> it was it like it is it is a game that, you know, the Buffalo game still was a, a greater performance. It was better. Opinion. It was just a better yeah, game between better two game, teams who played game. better. Yeah. Two really good teams. But this is a game that people will be mentioning 25 years from now. Yes. This one. This one will be the, you know, when they, when some, whatever a media outlet is that is doing a story on the 1250th Viking game, yes. this will be the one. I went back to the first game they've ever played. This will be the game people go back to when they're writing their retrospectives 15 years from now, right? This yes. game? Well, yeah. It's, and, uh, and, you know, and with the history of it being the 1,000th, I mean, I think you wrote a little bit about this the other day, too. Like, what what has defied, you know, just what has defied that history this season, and in particular, you know, that Buffalo game, and especially in the game Saturday, is, like, these are the games that they have lost, you know, throughout their franchise history, right? These are the, at least in the last, you know, 30 years, maybe post, you know, post-Bud, I know they won a lot of games close kind of you know yes. pulling them out when bud was here but like the the more recent vintage of vikings is you know a couple obvious examples aside like the minneapolis miracle has been losing in excruciating fashion when another team comes back or another team makes the play not the way they've been winning this year and that's what that's what makes it all the more i don't know just <laughs> baffling to to me at least yes it is and uh, uh, again as you say uh, you leave that game saying, "What is this incredible? What a courageous performance! And how the hell did they get behind thirty-three to nothing yeah. to those clowns? They're terrible." And by the way, why did Saturday not let the kid kick a field fifty-three-yard field goal to win the game? That uh, you know, I looked him up. McLaughlin, he's every game he's got a fifty-yarder. He's he had a fifty-two in this game. Yeah. Uh, and, and instead, you're going to have a you you've been down on the goal line like eight times and weren't able to run it in. Right? You you weren't able to run nothing in. So now you're going to have Maddie Ice, who is Maddie Choke. You're going to have Matty Ice uh, try to sneak it in. Unbelievable. So I know. it's. I mean, you know, going for it there is not the, the worst thing in the world because you've got, you know, six inches to make. But, yeah, the play call, you know, why did you do why did you do that specific play? Why, you know, yeah, Matt Ryan on a sneak, you, you'd think you can still get it there. But, I mean, I don't know. It was such a – it was such a in, – in addition to being such an unbelievable game, it was such a weird game because – you're right, you had some questionable decisions. You had two potential Vikings touchdowns nullified by, you know, officiating. Both of them, Shannon Sullivan could have had two fumble returns for touchdowns that, you know, that could have changed the, the complexion of some of the things. You had, you know, just two, uh, a couple bad interceptions, you know, Jalen Rieger and, and Cousins not really being on the same page on either one of those. So, I don't know. I, 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 guess, I guess the bottom line is people who were tempted to call them frauds at the first half, which, you know, was valid <laughs> at the time. Ended up this ended up being just the the grandest validation of what they are, which is 
an extremely flawed team that somehow finds a way to win. Like this is their identity all year. And it was to the nth degree in this game. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. How'd you like that Colts defense on that little screen pass to oh. Dalvin Cook after they after after Matty Ice can yes. stop they immediately the defense just to prove how what a bunch of clowns these guys are and they let him go whoop 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 fifty four yards on a three yard pass that was intended to make eight yes. you know it's unbelievable they looked utterly defeated. Uh, Yes, it was the uh, it was the craziest, uh, craziest thing of all time. I mean, if you were there and you're a Viking fan and you care and you don't mind the fact that you probably spent three hundred dollars ahead to get there, uh, it, it's you know, it's you had to hit the streets on uh, Saturday night. I wonder what downtown was like on Saturday night. There weren't room, there wasn't room for the bad guys partying. I would think there was too many, too many Viking fans. Looking for any alcohol they could find immediately, I would think it had to be. <laughs> it had to be uh, something. Uh, the celebration as the the crowd poured out of that place. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to have some really poignant uh, observation to make. Except it was, you know, forget Stefan Diggs and the and a and one defensive back screwing up mightily, right? Yeah, this is the Minneapolis miracle. The other thing is just you know one play. This was this was play after play after play to get back into the game. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I I spoke I mentioned this on the episode I did over the weekend. Like I I essentially gave up on this game. You know, my wife Julie had oh, to, she had she had some work to do on um, on Saturday, so she was out of the house for a while. So I was like, I'm going to take the kids somewhere once the game is over. Once thirty three nothing at halftime. I'm like, ah, I don't, let's not even wait for that. So we like went and like started doing some stuff. We went to this like, like this aquarium store that they've been wanting to go to. And I get there and the game is actually on there. I, they have like this little TV that's the show in there. And all of a sudden it's like 36, 21. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I like watched most of the rest of the game, like at this like aquarium store and on my phone. And it was just like, I don't know, maybe shame on me for ever giving up on, this team, but thirty-three nothing sure seemed like a safe, uh, a safe bet, especially um, oh. the way they were playing. They were playing so and, bad. Yeah, I mean that that's what they were down to to Dallas, and they yeah. ended up getting pounded and didn't come back. Now at Dallas and Eagles are a different, yeah. different animal than these guys. But uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, the Colts. Okay, the Colts got to say, okay, what did we do? Why yeah. did we stop playing defense? Why right. did everything we did? Why did uh, uh, Gilmore, who was had that great first half against Jefferson, what happened to him? He's supposed to be one of the best cornerbacks in the world. What, uh, you know, how, how did they stop playing? How did they stop rushing? They got to look at the mirror and say, what the hell is, you know, what, what did we do? How could we be this pathetic? They were supposed to be good when the year started, right? They went and got Matt Ryan. Yeah. They had the great offensive line. <laughs> They've been they're terrible. They fired their coach. Yeah. And to, to lose that game is 
is uh, I was reading some of the retrospectives on it down there, and they were kind of saying Saturday made the right place. <laughs> you can't if you can't not demean this team if you're from Indianapolis for years to come for yes. this loss. This is this is what's the word? This is forty-one to donut. You know that this is their forty-one to donut, right? right? The one that you remember for life, right? Somebody said in the first half on my Twitter account says, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be Viking ask if the 1000th game turned out to be the second 41 donut, which is what it looked like (laughs) it was going to be. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, I mean, it was just, it's just, it's just, uh, but astounding all weekend to uh, just think back and say, this doesn't happen. This George Hallis is leaning on the Hutmobile in the 1920s in Canton, Ohio, and nobody has ever come back from a bigger no. deficit in the history of the game, the history of the NFL. It's never happened before. <laughs> and it's how many years? 1920s? Yeah, like 100 years, about 100 years. And the, and the record yeah. they broke was the <laughs> comeback engineered by the Colts coach who got fired, Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Oh, that was the uh, previous record. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you count, oh, yeah. One, yeah, but that was a playoff game. Wasn't but, it? They, yeah, but they count that as the all-time record as the, as the biggest, I mean, they say regular season or postseason, this is the biggest okay. comeback ever. Okay. All right. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought that was the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is, you know, it's astounding for several reasons. And one being that that's the record because back yeah. in the forties and early fifties, it was just a passing you know, when Van Brocklin and Waterfield were with the Rams, nobody played defense. They went up and down the field. And uh, it's uh, it, it is astounding. It's the record. But, you know, the, well, and they, now, again, and nowadays, everybody, like, okay. everybody, Viking expert, who's, you right. know, I wonder how many people went back and started deleting tweets. Yeah, they the should have. They should have. I mean, that was cowards, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I tweeted a few times, but it was more pointed at the specific uh, areas. But yeah, I mean, it was uh, unbelievable. And you know, two, I guess, a couple final thoughts on it. You know, one, like, lo- you know, lost in kind of the the zaniness of it is the fact that it is kind of possible in the modern NFL for an, a deficit like that to get erased. I mean, you think about even just the, the Super Bowl a few years ago when Matt Ryan again, you know, lost the twenty eight to three lead, like. A 33-point lead is massive, but it, in the NFL now, you can score so fast. And, um, you know, so that that part of it, it's not like a lead is ever particularly safe. And the other thing is you, you hear arguments from, I think it's kind of comes from a lot of analytics corners, that momentum is is not a real thing. Momentum, absolutely. This is like the, the poster. This is like the poster game for momentum yes. in, in each half. Um, it, it can change, obviously, but within a context of a game, there absolutely is something uh, to the idea of momentum. Uh, a couple of things. A, you have the biggest comeback in NFL history. And and the magic of the NFL. I hate the owners. I hate the greedy SOBs and all of the the way they abuse their players and try to keep all the money for themselves. But absolutely, we found out what the magic of this is and why everybody watches because you had a comeback from thirty three zero, and it wasn't the oddest event of the weekend. It was that moron 
from the Raiders. The lateral? Uh, from, 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 the, from the Patriots? The from the Patriots with the greatest coach in NFL history standing eight feet away from him. Yes. But <laughs> what does Jacoby Myers think is going to happen after Mac Jones gets the ball? Does he think he can now throw it down the field after <laughs> five know. laterals? I don't know. What a moron. I know. I've seen him do some other stupid things. But, you know, I did. It did give me a good. I just, on a, on a like, a, just a whim, I looked up to see where he was from. You know, and mm-hmm. he would play at North Carolina State. But he's a Georgia native. He could be running for Senate in Georgia in 20 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> he could be a oh. candidate for the U.S. Senate out of Georgia 20 years from now. Anyway. That was that was the damn. I, oh, yeah. I said, I like said you what do that, was that? You do that when you're down. You don't do that when you're tied. You don't do that when you're tied. What are oh, you doing? God, if I I wouldn't let him get a. I'm surprised Belichick let him get back on a plane. Oh, he's got some amazing talent, too. I guess, That's amazing. But, but it was And then the end of the, uh, you know, the Cowboys. Cowboys. What happened to them? And last week, they almost lost to Houston, and they. You know, Dak, they give Dak the ball. Dak has about six different chances to win that game. Ends up throwing a lousy pass that's defect, deflected. And and the Jaguars want to run it down the field to win it. It was, uh, it was just, it, there was at one point yesterday that the broadcaster during the, uh, I think it was during that Raiders game, said that uh, nine of the ten games at that point, on Sunday, we're one score game. Unbelievable. That's, that's, yeah. It's, you know, the thing they have going for them is the worst team in the league can play the Houston, the worst team in the league, once again, had a chance to beat the best, one of the best teams in the league. So it's, uh, it's amazing how, uh, you know, what has got going for it now. And it's more unpredictable than it's ever been because of the, as you say, the crazy scoring that's going on. And uh, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like the clock, it doesn't seem like the game ever ends. Does no. It? When you're no, you behind, <laughs> I mean, between timeouts and, and, and spiking the ball and, uh, and, you know, kind of, you know, they always give them the benefit of the doubt late in the game that keep the clock running. And uh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, the Vikings have benefited from that as much as anybody. They've never run out of time. No. It used all, to, the, all the times they've been down, they've never run out of time. It used to seem like a three-score lead, like a 17-0 or a 17-point lead at some point was basically insurmountable. And now it's just, it's not. It's not even close to insurmountable. Teams just come back from that like nothing. And they they did it to Brady the other day, too. Brady lost a 17-0 lead, I think, for the first time ever. So, I don't know. It's, it's the nature of the league, but... Uh, even with that, the Vikings game took it to uh, oh. took it to a, a, a whole new uh, a whole new level. It took it it took it to a whole new level because uh, you go from you go from pathetic to great. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it was, you yeah. have halftime, and you come out for the second half. By the way, and you go three and out, right? Yeah, three I think out. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They come out. yeah. Well, they punted right away, so you say, "Well, nothing changed." Right, and then. And then you're unstoppable. It's, yes. Uh, yeah. It's, yep. uh, I think it was that half. I think it was the punt out of halftime that uh, got us headed to the fish store, and then the rest was uh, then the rest was history. Well, wow. yeah. Um, yeah. So you wrote over the weekend about uh, twins off season, and it's been pretty interesting so far. Even if we take the pursuit of Correa out of the equation, um, 
And so they got a catcher, Christian Vasquez. The Joe, what do you what do you make of the Joey Gallo signing? I don't. I mean, it means Kepler's getting traded, but yes. uh, But beyond that, he had 152 last year. Yes. Even by his standards, he struck out an under guy. I I don't get it. I do not understand it. These guys apparently, as the game is starting, that you know they. 2019 they set the world record for home runs yes and and they obviously are still bought into that's the way to do it in baseball because they're bringing in you know their draft choices have been big sluggers this sabato that they drafted that you know can't play a position and he's just a big oaf who tries to hit home runs and and they're still all in on the home run ball and uh you know so gallo Get some walks, yes, and he hits some home runs. And I know there was a stats last year where he had like thirteen home runs and four singles or something. I mean, he's he's easier to strike out than Snow. Oh yeah. Is, in fact, I think they're the number one and two all time percentage wise. Those two guys. Right? Oh, he's got. I'm just looking at his stats right now. He's got two thousand eight hundred eleven career <laughs> plate appearances, and he struck out one thousand and forty eight of those times. I mean, that's that's forty percent, right? That's not quite forty percent, but it's it's up there. It's like thirty seven, thirty eight percent of the time of plate appearances, not just at bats. Of his at bats, it's almost half. Almost half yeah. of his official at bats are strikeouts. He has a career average of one ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, I and unfortunately for us, uh, there was a little. I went over there. There's a little media session for Christian Vasquez, right. which lasted ten minutes. He's a very soft-spoken guy. He's here to help us win the world championship. Mm-hmm. By the way, so, yes, uh, hold, hold your breaths for that one. But uh, so, but we did. You know, with Falvey, we talked to him for a half hour afterward, just sitting around informal. Never gave us a hit. Two hours later, they announced this Gallo thing. But they don't really comment on it till it's official. They didn't announce it. It, it right. was late two hours later. It's they haven't officially. I don't think they've officially confirmed it yet. Right. So. Right. But, no, I don't think yeah, they have. They gotta somehow. They gotta give us an explanation of what, what in God's name do they see in this guy? I mean, he's not a bad athlete. No, he's, he's won some gold. He's won two gold gloves too, so he can you know, field. Somebody, somebody said that he. Uh, you know, has a slugging percentage of 600 at the, at the target, uh, target, target field. field. Yeah, he yeah. did hit well, well he was facing year. the Twins. <laughs> there is that. Facing, there is that. You know, this is, this is, this should be an embarrassment for the Twins that this guy has a 600 slugging percentage. It shouldn't be some reason to think, oh, wow, he's going to now be a big hitter. He won't strike out anymore because he's in target field. Really? I have no idea what this is about. Because even if Kepler gets traded, which was the plan, you still got Larnick and Walner, right? Yeah. I mean, both left-handed hitters. Well, Walner's, and, Walner's yeah, and, the same hitter as this guy, only young. And, and Kirilov, if he's ever, like you said, if he's if he yeah. gets his uh, if he gets his wrist right. I mean, they got a lot of lefties. You've got so many lefties. Yeah, they are. It's just, uh, I, I don't get it at all. Uh, does... Uh, I guess our guy Thad Levine must go way back to Gallo, right? In Texas. He yes. Yeah, because he yeah, because he was uh yeah, he's he broke in with Texas in twenty fifteen. Um and he Thad, was Thad so was, Thad was still there. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
we did see him hit that mighty home run in the Futures game uh, in 2014. So I right. guess I remember that. But uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. And uh, I did point this out Sunday that uh, they started with uh, their first ever signing was Jason Castro. Yes. Who was, was a really good framer and mm-hmm. uh, and a defensive catch. And he's a leader and he's a clubhouse presence. And six years later, they're right back where they started with Christian Vasquez, who was yes. 32, a little bit older. Uh, didn't hit as well last year as he had uh, most years, but uh, or he, he became a much better hitter for about three years. And he, he's fine as your other catcher. He'll he'll probably catch a lot more than Ryan Jeffers will. But, uh, uh, you know, I don't have any problem with that one way no, or another. He is, 30, he is 32. You know how crazy the game is, though? What's that? Austin Hedges caught for Cleveland last year. He's the easiest out in the history of baseball. But they just their other catcher got hurt, and they just played him all the time. So he was the ultimate Francona. You know, okay, I want sure. a solid defensive catcher, right? He hit 162. Pittsburgh, rebuilding Pittsburgh, just gave him $5 million. Wow. As a free agent. Now, probably because they think they have young pitchers and Austin did right. this whole catcher influence thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, I don't know if the casual public that might buy a season ticket not a season ticket but tickets to go watch the twins really is as fired up but you can't write anything on any website about the twins without these virulent terrible rips of them there and i mean pr the, the public that comments and i don't know i always that's a very we 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 put too much stock into the people that react to tweets and post comments at the star tribune and that because you know those people are gonna hate everything but the the, those comments that you run across are just absolutely 100 percent uh against this operation now which is kind of amazing because it's not like this has been falling off the cliff no to this point like 2011 to 2014 not to this 2019 point 2019 yeah. was one of the best seasons yes. in franchise history and 2020 the covid year they were 36 and 24 correct so it's been two years and yes but people act like it's been forever and ever you know they're haunted by the over 18 yes obviously, yes playoffs, but uh because that's that you know you immediately can go to the have and want to play up games since 2004 so but they're in trouble. There's uh, no doubt about it. They're in trouble. Yeah. And then you, then you put out your new, you know, you you put out your new jerseys, and people might, some people might get excited about those. And then you find out you have to sell one of your children to pay for one of them. So, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, I mean that, you know, even the PR there was a disaster. So uh, they've, uh, I don't know. They need yeah. to get juice. They need to get juice Sutton back and tell us it's a whole new era of Twins baseball. They got, yeah, they got some. They got some work to do on the on the PR side. I mean, obviously, a lot of their biggest moves in past off seasons have been later in the off season. There's still time to, fit, you know, to like this roster more. But you know, I was kind of tongue in cheek the other day. But I, you know, I went back even further. You, know, I went back and I saw that 
it was December 13th, 2012 was when they officially signed Kevin Correa to their team. And December 13th, 2022 is when they lost out on Carlos Correa. Okay. Um, The the Correas and the Correas. So 10 years ago, but you know, obviously different circumstances, but I had some fun with the idea that Terry Ryan knew how to lock down a Correa on a multi-year deal. But that was uh, after Billy Smith got fired, right? So uh, Terry just came back. I think Billy got fired after eleven. Yes, it? he got fired after eleven. Correct. It was after the the Nishioka the Nishioka year. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, just kind of wondering, like, are we are we headed for you know a few more years of bad, kind of like it was then? You know, you had the two years, you had the all the run of good, then you had eleven and twelve, which were you know eleven was the surprising bad. 12 was the confirmation of it. And then it was still bad in 13, still bad in 14, well, better in 15. Cause they were what 83 and 79, but then the total system failure of 16. So I don't know. I don't know if they're headed for that or not. This is a better roster than they had back then. They got more hope than they had back then, but doesn't look like a team that's got, doesn't look like they have a plan yet at, at the very least. And I just do, I still do wonder too, if getting Correa for a year um, might turn out to be, you know, kind of clouded people's expectations, so to speak, like you wrote, that they were never going to get him for more than a year. Just uh, remember, by the way, next year, in addition to everything else, you uh, play uh, how many fewer games against the friendly Central? 22, I think. Yeah, it's uh, 76 minus 55. Yeah. You're playing them 24. 24 fewer. Yeah, 24 fewer or something like that. So 26 minus 52. So you're, yeah. you're playing uh you're playing them uh quite a few fewer. So uh yeah. that'll uh that'll have a negative impact on the record too. So yes, although the rest of the central will have to do that too, but that will have an impact on your ability to win a wild card for sure, because you yes. have as many yeah. of uh as many of those games. Um let's talk about a couple other teams quick before we go. Uh one fifty for the Wolves <laughs> last night without Most Towns, without ever. Gobert. Most, Most ever. ever. Broke their, yeah. broke their record. I think they had broke the record they had last last year, I think, when Cat had 60 in a game or something like that. So yeah, I mean it's uh they're hot right now all of a sudden. The wild can't lose. Um it's uh you know interesting to see Edwards play lately. Um Ever since ever since Towns went out, he's asserted himself more. And, you know, the Bulls don't play a whole lot of defense anyway. But that game last night, he just looks like he's got a little bit more a um, little more juice right now. When it's his show to run, that does seem like it changes his uh, his psychology a little bit. And then D'Lo can't miss a shot, so that helps. Delangelo is he's I mean, he's been he, all you know, he misses a game here and there. I think he missed two again this time. For yeah, and he missed one the other day when they still won without all those guys. That was amazing. Apparent reason, but God, he's making three pointers. That's incredible to me. He's uh, he's just really been you know he's shooting the ball. That's uh, you know I mean last night they shot sixty three percent, sixty four percent, or you know I've always said teams look really good when they make shots. Yes, uh, you know last night though, but. The Bulls, who had a pretty good year last year, right? They're, yes. they're a complete train wreck. You know Joe Colley, right? Joe uh, Colley, I don't know if I know Joe. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yes, that Joe. Joe, Joe. Joe, 
Joe is uh, pretty candid in his uh, daily coverage of the Bulls. He is savaging them, and, and but he guaranteed a victory over the before the game over the uh, you know the injury plague uh, bad Timberwolves. And then he just was savaging them today, and uh, you know who's a you know who's a who's a loser losing player. Zach Levine's a losing player. He doesn't guard anybody. He throws up his shots. He's all in it for himself. I'm not a big Zach Levine man. I, I like his talent, but I, yeah, the Bulls haven't done diddly with him there, basically. Oh, he might be a Laker sometime soon if, if he keeps this up, if they keep it up, because their Lakers are always Edwards. looking for uh, someone to, to add. And Davis Davis is hurt again, so the Lakers are... You know they're they're gonna go downhill again now. So anyway, yeah, it was amazing. One one fifty. Yeah. God Almighty, it's uh, you know the NBA is uh, pretty good this year because they don't really have the horrible teams. You know the teams are there's a lot of upsets going in the oh, NBA. Yeah. Is usually the most predictable league there is, but it's not not quite that predictable this year. Oh, the West is unbelievable. It's just like. Uh... You know the the standings. I'm just looking at them right now. Like the bet, the Grizzlies are the number one team. They're 19 and 10, which is a good record. But then you got to go. You know, you go all the way down to, you know, the Wolves are even above the Warriors right now. Like the Wolves are in 10th place at 15 and 15. This looks just a whole bunch of teams in that in that whole range. I mean, they're only like four and a half back of the number one seed and four and a half back of the very last seed. It's just it's unbelievable. It's a lot of variance this year. One of my favorite events of the weekend is Ja getting tossed out of the game for going over and telling the fans how horse bleep the referee yes. was. Yes. <laughs> he's a beauty. He's, a, he's, he's such a talking, fun player to watch. He's, he's great. He's talking to the fans. Can you believe that? Whatever he said, the the ref, the rabbit-eared ref threw him out of the game for yes. that. Yeah. We, there's a lot of rabbit ears in the, uh, the NBA I think all the refs got together and said, "We're gonna, we're not gonna take their crap anymore." You right, one guys out left and right. So anyway. yeah, and then we got our wild. We got yeah. that Shop, one of the three best players in the world. He's great, yeah. and they've won five in a row. And he gets goal and two assists yesterday. He's a, a heart trophy candidate. There's no doubt yes. about it. Because this is right now to me, they're the one is one of the surprise teams in the league. I thought they're gonna stink. You look at the lineup. It's, yeah, you know, you got some guy I never heard of center in the first line. Sam Steele, yeah. Yeah, who's he's he? been good. He's been good for him, but yeah, you're right. He's someone that I did not have on my radar at the start of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been pretty incredible how uh, they they you know they started off the year giving up eight goals a game, and yeah. uh, now they you know now they beat you uh, either beat you four to two or two to one or something yep. like that. So. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. I think Dean Evison can coach a little bit. He's got them convinced that they can win this way instead of having to uh, frantically, you know, scratch out those five four pull the goalie wins that they could do last year when they had a little bit more offensive firepower. And it took them a little while to figure out their style, but they're doing it now. Yeah, the uh, yesterday eighteen two two they had a over sellout crowd. The Woodbury parents keep pouring in there and buying jerseys which are much more reasonably priced than the Twins jerseys. Very high, but more reasonably priced than the Twins jerseys. I still drives me crazy, though, that they wear the old North Star jersey. 
What they is look, wrong with They you? look good, though. They, they look do good. They not belong in North Star jerseys. I don't know why. I don't know why Dallas lets them get away with it. It's uh, it's sell your own product. Forget yeah. the North. They're gone. They've been They're selling nostalgia. They look good though. They've, I don't know. They look good. I'm telling you, they do look good. Even if you don't like. They've been gone for thirty years. Yes, get on they, with your they life. They've been gone for Judge thirty years. Oh God, and the rest of you idiots, get on with your lives. Yeah, Hello. some things we're never going to get over. It's like I'm never going to go over the Astros cheating, and you're going to chide me for that, that for <laughs> yeah. years to come. Yeah. Patrick, by the way, I'm I'm disappointed you didn't watch the World Cup final. That was a the greatest soccer match in history. If you wanted to, if you wanted to and pick one they, match that might have converted you a tiny bit to soccer, that was the one, and you missed it. And then they decided on penalty kicks. What a joke! You know, make penalty kicks harder, and I'll maybe I'll watch, but it should not be decided on penalty kicks. You I'm can't on board. Play for a, you can't play for a month and then say. All right, I'm going to get the run right up at a goalie about two feet away from him, and if he goes left, I'm going to I'm knock it into the right. It's, uh, yeah, I'm it's, with you on uh, I'm with you on make penalty kicks harder at the very least. I, I don't mind that. I like that. I like that idea because they're, they're too they're too close. You score on well, you score on eighty percent of them probably. You're, yeah. you're close to that. Yeah, oh, if you miss one, it's like you're demeaned for life. You got a chance to get shot in a bar in South America or something if you miss one. So uh, anyway, Argentina's, they've had a chaotic uh, soccer history in recent years. With uh, yes. So I'm sure they're uh, very happy down there. And Buenos Aires, I haven't been there. My wife was there. She loved it. So uh, that was probably a happy night in Buenos Aires last oh, night. I would, I would think so. You probably, if you were a handsome young woman or a handsome young man, you probably got a chance to get a big hug out on the streets last night, don't you think? <laughs> Probably Even if did. you were an ugly old man or an old woman, you probably got a chance to get hugged out on the streets. It, it, it is. I do love the ethnic quality of it. I just don't like to watch the game. Yeah. Well, it was too much any... walking. There's too much walking. Stop walking. You know, and any... walking the ball up. Get run. Come on. Get moving. For anybody of any uh, sports interest this weekend, it kind of had a little bit of everything. For you, uh, it was a great sport. It was a great sports watching weekend, starting with obviously that Vikings game on Saturday. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. The twists and turns of the Minnesota sports scene will always have us uh, have a surprise, but I'm sure it will be fun. Patrick, have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you then. A Merry Christmas.